Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Apparently words were unnecessary for Mike Tomlin last night. Play the team speaks for itself. Bills 31, Steelers 17. Good afternoon, everyone. Although I know it's not one in Pittsburgh. Another playoff exit. Another double-digit playoff loss. Five straight playoff losses for the Steelers. That's the longest uh, playoff losing streak in team history. Now seven straight years without a playoff win. Andrew Filipponi, Chris Muller, Donnie Football with you. 412-928-9370 as we make our way through uh, what happened last night. And the big thing, Chris, is the last thing we heard, Tomlin storming out of that press conference. And I've been doing a lot of vacillating on that. I've been going back and forth on it. I don't know how much. That's been the thing I've obsessed over since the game ended more than anything else because I fully expected them to lose. There's not. Sometimes we do playoff post-game shows. We come on the next day and we circle a play or a moment or a call from the coach or a decision or something like that, and we harp on that, and fans are salivating and champing at the bit to sound off on where they blew a game. I, I, I really don't think there's an appetite for that today. Do you? I, I'm the minutiae of the game? No, I think that there's an appetite for, hey, could they have had a legitimate chance if Mason doesn't throw that pick or Pickens doesn't fumble that football, but Do you no. think people are, like, straight up pissed at them, though? Like, run them out of town, like Richard Mendenhall or something who like go, that? I don't think the so. The people who go into every game with a true belief that they can and will win uh, are probably not happy. I thought they'd keep it close. They did cut it to one score in the fourth quarter, but then Buffalo got a touchdown uh, and not a field goal, and so... You know, my prediction was wrong, but I didn't think they'd win. But I guess my my real rebuttal to you there is, when was the last time that they went into a playoff game where you felt like you could get mad because of what happened on the field not being what you expected? The Browns game, for sure, because they were at home and they were favored and the I Browns didn't I'd, have a I'd coach. go further back. i go further back. Yeah, but back. you said that the Steelers were going to win that game. We predicted that on the air together. Do you have proof? Yes. Where? I remember that we did that. We thought they were going to win that game. They fell down 28 to nothing, Chris. I mean, I mean that's... If I said that, I think I did it under the auspices that the Browns are the Browns and they'll always find a way to screw it up. Yeah, but the last time I felt like the Steelers should go into a game well, and beat a team was the Jags in well, 2017, yeah, there's which is my whole point there's here. There's a difference between... It's been a long time since they were the team that was supposed to get the, beaten and not a sacrificial There's lamb. a difference between thinking they're going to win a playoff game and then they're kind of screwed from there and believing that the team had a legitimate chance of competing or contending for a Super Bowl. We know that 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 this team, even with all the hoopla and hysteria that took place, fans talking themselves 
into doing the uh, unthinkable and impossible yesterday. We heard so much of By that. By the way, Zeiss is off today, and he said he would have a really good weekend if the Steelers won straight up, um, and a bad weekend if they didn't cover. And he's not in the building today from my Yeah, Donnie, try to figure out how much money Paul lost on the game yesterday. Can you get us... Over under... I think Paul is reasonable. But Over under $399.5. I, I don't want to get off track here. No. The biggest thing, the biggest reason why um, I'm not in a good mood today, and it, and it has less to do with the fact that they lost and more to do with the fact that I think what Tomlin did after the game is proof that he's going to be their coach next year. And That's, that was what you were vacillating over, whether it was proof that he was going to be their coach or proof of something else? I think the entire football world in Pittsburgh and outside of Pittsburgh is trying to infer meaning from why he handled that question the way that he did. And the first obvious one is he hates the reporter. So he doesn't want to give Brooke a, respect, a respectful answer. Had Jerry Dulac asked it, would he have gotten the same storm off? I think he does. So I think he, he does. So then it, it's the question and not the person asking it. I think I think he he had to know. He was going to get asked about that after the game, given all the speculation that was out there. They came not from Reddit boards or Twitter or word on the street. That came from his BFF, Jay Glazer, Adam Schefter. Is he yelling at Mike Glazer Florio. for putting something out without his permission then if he's mad about the speculation that led, that led to that question? Shouldn't he call up Jay Glazer and MF him off the phone, basically? I, maybe. I mean, Except I, you assume when Glazer puts something out there, my point here on this that Tomlin wants it out there. So if he wanted that out there, and that's why Jay went with it, and Jay's reporting is the kind of thing because people know the relationship uh-huh. he has with Mike that leads to Brooke asking a perfectly fair question. By the way, not to get off track, no bigger loser than the guy on Twitter, and I mean that generally, the royal guy on Twitter saying, not the right time to ask that question. Perfect time to ask it. Appropriate time to ask it. Shut up if you don't know how the work is done. <laughs> okay. She did a good job asking it. If he's mad about the question, then he should be mad at himself for telling Jay Glazer things that Jay reported that ultimately circled back around and led to the question. I think he he feels like it's beneath him. That there's an indignity there that he's getting asked about his future with the team. That Again, he does he treat the national reporters who, who speculate on his future with the same kind of, would he treat them like that? If Jay Glazer teleported into that press conference went rogue and asked him about his pre- his future, knowing that m- maybe Mike's answer. I don't think Jay would do that, though, because I think Jay knows that Mike, that this is a private thing for him. Well, then I'll go back to what I said l- like last week and speculate that all those leaks or all those things being reported by national people, by Glazer and Schefter and others, are a leverage play to some degree for Mike Tomlin. If he stormed off because you think he's going to be back next year, then I guess it was all just his attempt to get some sort of leverage. It just reminded me of when he got asked about the college job a couple of years ago because of what Doug Whaley said in here with us and what Ryan Clark said about LSU with us and acted as if somebody had, you know, found nude pictures of him or something like found something so offensive and so beyond the pale that it was like the most insulting thing ever that he had to answer a question about it. And that's just how it struck me. You're going to ask me about my future when I just went 10-7 and seven and I still haven't had a losing season and I'm considered one of the great coaches in the NFL? I don't need that right now. I mean, just, am I being clear it, when I say he's the one who started all of this speculation? If you presume that he said something to Glazer that precipitated a Glazer-style, like one of his reports, am I wrong there? Am I not 
no, clear I, about this? I no, think I, Mike no, I don't, is I don't, reaping I, what he sowed here. I don't, I don't think you're wrong, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why he did that last night, Chris. And what it means Maybe to his future. And I don't doesn't think... Doesn't want to answer because he doesn't know is another hypothesis. But why can't he just say what every other coach says in that in that moment? What Nick Sirianni said, who's in a much worse spot Maybe it, well, after the game last night, which Maybe is, it is a reaction to who asked the question then if he stormed off without answering. Maybe Jerry does get a... I'm not going to talk... I'm not going to say anything about that at this time. And maybe when he's running hot after losing his fifth straight playoff game, getting humiliated in the first quarter, good stat by you, 66 to nothing in the first quarter, the last five games that they've lost. Maybe the last person he wanted to hear from was Brooke. And maybe somebody I, else gets something more substantive as, as far as answers I go. just can't connect the dots and think he gives, a, he gives this audacious thing where he storms out and he knows when he does it, it creates a viral moment. If he gives the respectful guys, I'm not answering that question right now. We just lost a playoff game. Nationally and everywhere else, there's no conversation about this today. It's all about the Bills. Everybody just moves on to, hey, we've got this great Buffalo and Kansas City game next week. Who's going to win? Instead, it's did Mike Tomlin coach his last game in Pittsburgh? Is it time for him to leave because he was such a derisive act afterwards? He created this this viral moment that this you know th- this poor reporter asks a fairly innocuous question and he buries her for it so why would he do that what's the point of it i think because he looks at it as an ultimate sign of disrespect that people would think he doesn't want to coach anymore you don't think i the ultimate ball guy want to keep coaching how dare you even I mean, if he did in a private moment say to Jay Glazer, hey, my wife's not really loving Pittsburgh right now because of all the crap that I'm getting from the media and fans here about not having won a playoff game in a long time. I mean, if he said it in a just private theory, moment, then publicly it's it's disingenuous to suggest otherwise. I'll tell you the real truth, Jay, in private. Yeah, it's wearing on me. Maybe I want a new challenge publicly. How dare you? So do you think he's coached his last game? I'll stick with yes. Yeah? Yes. I'll stick with So you. it like cut him so deep that he didn't want to answer it because we know his secret. It's one of those situations. He's got something. He's hiding yeah. it. He doesn't want it out. Know. It's slipped out. It's out there. And now everybody's rumor mongering about it. And he's like, this yeah, is I'm- between me and my family. And it's ridiculous that people know all about my huge life decision that I'm about to make yeah, I'll, now. I'll stick with yes. I do think he has. Um, I know Kabali already wrote in his postmortem He's coming back next year like it was a fait accompli. I'll stick with yes, that he's coached his last game as a Steeler. Uh, I have, you know, I talk to some people who hear things that I, I consider reliable, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, like, I have the definitive story. It's just a gut feeling based on what I'm hearing from a variety of different people. Do you? You th- No, because you at- said at the start of this, you think that this means he's back here next year, presumably with a contract extension. People that I've talked to about this in the last few hours make it seem like he would only do that if he knew, A, he was back for sure, wanted to be back, and wanted to embarrass the reporter because both of those first two things were true. If he's really giving, like if he was really giving the USC job thought two years ago, does he give that kind of impassioned speech about it? If he's really walking away and doesn't want to coach, does he make the reporter feel like a fool? For asking it, because if he now does walk What's, away, it looks like it looks like Brooke, like Brooke would get in retrospect even more credit for asking the question. 
is walk- she was onto it. If he stays, but he walked away, I don't think it actually would would quote unquote make her look as bad as if he listened to the question and then like dressed her down for asking it and just said preposterous question. Essentially, why would you consider asking me that? Like, I want to be the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not saying a single word and just storming off leaves the door open whether he wanted it to be interpreted that way or not. Well, that that part I think is true. That part I do think is true. It feels speculation. I agree with that. You and I can come in here and have different opinions on what happened, and what the, each of us can't shut the other down right. because you didn't say anything. Exactly. You left it wide open. That part is true. We're trying to read into what it means when a guy storms off and doesn't ask a question that every other coach who is – but, you know, this is what I'm going to come back to. He thinks – he probably thinks he's a coach that should not be asked about his job status, that he's beyond that, that he's not in the pot of – Nick Siri and Mike McCarthy's who have blown it or lost games or haven't accomplished anything lately and deserved well, I can't even say accomplished. Nick, Nick Sirianni's in the Super Bowl. He's last eleven year. months removed <laughs> from a place Mike Tomlin hasn't been right. in over eleven years. Mike McCarthy won a playoff game last year in Dallas. So what am I even talking about when I say that? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. A lot of noise out there about Mike Tomlin and what is he going to do? What's his future look like? He's got just one year left on his contract. He's never had it extended inside of two years before. But I got the impression talking to him, he's not hes not going anywhere. No, he's just like Klein. They're both going to play for another decade yeah. and coach for another. I, that is a football coach, and I'll tell you, you get into a room with him, you understand he is a leader of men who's been outstanding for so long. He wants to keep going. I know they're building something here. They had a great draft on defense. Tony Romo and Jim Nance speculating on Mike Tomlin's future as the clock wound down in Buffalo where the Steelers lost by two touchdowns, another double-digit playoff loss, and then Tomlin's walk-off at his press conference fueling the fire. More conversation about his future. Do you think he's done? 412-928-9370. Is it time for Tomlin to leave? 412-928-9370. What did you make of that uh, press conference and uh, what did you make of the Steelers' season and the playoff loss last night? 412-928-9370. We're here until 6. Taking your calls, let's go to uh, Dave to start it off. Hello, Dave. 
Hey, guys, I uh, just wanted to start off by saying thanks for another uh, great year covering the Steelers. Uh, thanks, man. I do, I do think Tomlin will be back. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're kind of a purgatory with him with these uh, mediocre winning seasons. Um, but I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the importance of T.J. Watt. And I think now we are 1-11 uh, without him. And where in God's name was Nick Herbick last night? I think he is by far the closest thing we have to T.J. And it didn't seem like he got very many snaps last night. I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thanks. Played Golden more than Herbig, just a consistent player. I thought that was a mistake. I think they went with a veteran presence and veteran savvy over the boom bust of a guy that might not know the defense as well, but has made spectacular plays. And when Tomlin was asked about this before the week, he didn't even he poo pooed Herbig as a defensive player and just like talked about his special teams play, which he did recover that that blocked field goal. Um, yeah, I mean I agree with that call on that part. I thought. Why not? You're a, you're a underdog. Go with a guy who there's not a book on, who's a part-time player, and see if his speed can give the right tackle of the Bills fits. So that was a mistake. And Chris, their whole defense, it's a sham. It's a, it's a house of cards that's built around one player. And there's usually one or two players that they can't do without. This is why they pay, what, $30 million. But that's not an excuse for when he's out being this terrible, having only one win in 12 games. I mean, the Bills' best defensive player in a lot of ways is Matt Milano. He hasn't been on their roster active for, what, three months? And the rebuttal could be, well, they still have Josh Allen. Yeah, but look at their defensive stats and performance without him. Their I mean, defense has been really good I know it never during this six-game yeah. winning streak for them. So it's not just about no. Josh Allen. They've got other players. You know, Tredavious White's been missing. But, yeah, they've been better. I mean, the Steelers... I think occasionally can look okay without Watt against bad offenses, but they need him against a guy like Josh Allen. They didn't have him, period. I mean, it, I hate the idea, too, that, like, it bothers me intellectually that one guy could be that important to their defense. But it seems like even if I think Aaron Donald, for example, is the best offensive player of my lifetime and maybe ever, that Watt has a more outsized impact on how they play. Chris is next. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys, I uh, appreciate you taking my call. The reason I'm calling is I just really frustrated because I feel like Tomlin is going to be there forever. I don't think he's going anywhere. And the fact is that McCarthy has had three 12, uh, 12 uh, winning – he's won 12 games the last three years, won a playoff game. Then he had Nick Sirianni, went to Super Bowl last year. They're on the hot seat, but Tomlin never is. I just don't understand that. Because, and also, what is, because of different expectations, that's why. I mean, we've gotten to a point with both franchises where the Cowboys and Eagles demand more out of their teams than the Steelers do. Where if you just mm-hmm. make the playoffs and lose uh, or don't really compete for a Super Bowl, the axe can fall on those guys. It's the slipping of the Steelers' standards is what it is, Chris. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, it's for me, Chris, too, the idea that the Steelers seem to operate under the auspices of eventually it'll just turn for us and our way will prevail here. But their way has resulted in 23 out of the 31 other teams winning a playoff game more recently than the Steelers have. That's about, what, 75% 70, of the league? 74%. I did it last night. So three, three out of every four teams in the league have won a, a playoff game more recently than the Steelers. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Like I just said, to you know, like I just said over here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not. I'm worried. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm. I'm. You know, as the head coach, uh, I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now. You know, through a through a tough time. That's how embattled Eagles coach Nick Sirianni chose to answer the same question Tomlin was about to get last night or something along those lines before he stormed out. What's your future? What's the future hold? What's next? And Sirianni deflected that question like coaches have since, I don't know, the first press conference when a coach was on a hot seat and they wanted to find the diplomatic, politically correct answer to get themselves to weasel their way out of it. We should just ask Cook. He was there at the first press conference. How'd that went? Pop Warner was in trouble, and people were demanding answers. Mr. Rockney. <laughs> Brought to you by the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia. See what they can do for you. Fan Hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider. Did we figure out how much money Zeiss lost on this game, Donnie? So he didn't give an exact figure, but I did get a text back from Paul. And I'll just read the the text verbatim here. Well, I got cracked in the skull, but the fact that they at least covered the teases, parentheses, I had six, seven, and a 10-point tease, end of parentheses, meant the losses were not quite as dramatic as they would have been. If they lost by 18 or more, I would be in a tent on Grant Street. Man, that's called living dangerously right there. Kabali put his money where his mouth was when he said 75% chance the Steelers would win the game. How about Cower, who in the pregame said they were going to win 15-13 on the foot of Chris Bosway? Yeah, I was told it was, he said, five Chris Bosway field goals. Also, Tony Romo, it seemed, discovered this week that Jalen Warren was an NFL player. 
and he's making almost $20 million to call NFL games. 412-928-9370. Back to the phones. Here's Matt in Mount Washington. Hello, Matt. Hey, Pony. Hey, Chris. Hey, love the show. Thanks, man. We love you for Um, listening. What's up? So I would not read too much into Tomlin's press conference. I know that they like to keep a bit of confidentiality within the organization. Um, I I do not believe – the only reason why I would believe Tomlin would be gone is because he wants to spend time with his family. I do not believe he'll be pushed out by the organization. Also, I I would like to talk a little bit about the game. I do believe the refs played a big part in it, I, but I do not believe that's why the Steelers lost. You can't get down 14 nothing. You cannot shoot yourselves in the foot, and you cannot give up 14 points off turnovers to a team like that on the road. Uh, I'll hand, the, uh, hand it off to you guys. Well, they got down 21 to nothing. Not to be pedantic here, but they did, and that's been the story in every one of their playoff games under Tomlin. That's why I gave them, or lately under Tomlin, that's why I gave them next to no shot of winning because I've, I've seen the movie before. Dig yourself a massive hole, Mm -hmm. fight like hell to make a game of it, do just enough to convince your fans who aren't the biggest cynics of all time that you actually have a chance to make a comeback. Get splattered with a late touchdown to crush your dreams. Yep. Uh, I have a hard time blaming the refs. And that's wash, rinse, repeat. The, the, The refs played a part, but they... Bad call on the Pickens, bad non-call on Pickens on fourth down, but the game was already very much like a 1% chance. The block in the back where Porter got dinged and ended hated up having that. a concussion, that ended up being the most costly Hated that missed call. Um, hated the personal foul on Allen just because, like, I know that they're calling the principle of the thing, but he didn't. He literally, his head never got touched. He threw up his arms. And he, hated. Did, the, and he did the picket fake slide. There was Not no, as blatantly, but, but yes, he, did. he slowed down, and then the Steelers all went flat-footed, and he sped up. But he never, he never like dropped his body down, so you could say he never did what Kenny did in college. But I, I hate that because that goes against the spirit of safety. Like I you're know. manipulating something in place as a quarterback that's supposed to save your ass, and you're using it to your advantage to get more yards on the play. Which I hated too the uh, holding call on Jack on a ball that was thrown like 25 yards out of bounds. You know what that felt like to me. They knew that they couldn't call pass interference, but they wanted to call something. I there. agree with that 100%. Yeah, the ref sucked. Uh, it was both things. Both can be true. But George Pickens still fumbled inexcusably. Yep. Inside what, the 25 yard line? The Steelers continue to roster the worst punter of all time. I, I Their said game this. plan at the start of the game oh. was let's tiptoe into this one and not screw up. Rather than let's be the aggressor yeah, and go, in go out and punch the them in the mouth. They didn't go out on their shield. I told you that's what I wanted to see them do, and they didn't. Um, and then Mason, listen, I've got to be on. I more than one person has said to me they actually think this was just a great defensive play. I just disagree. If Kenny had made the throw, I would have said the same thing. I thought the tweet, uh, the, the tweet, the uh, interception by Rudolph in the end zone was a killer and was his fault. You, that's one of those ones you throw where only your guy can go get it. He might have to make a toe tap catch, but he threw it too far inside. I, I have to put that on the quarterback. And you know what? If those two plays don't happen. We really, honest to God, might be sitting here talking about an upset. That was the case when they played the Jags and lost by three. And that's the case when they fell down 28 to nothing against the Browns and almost came back and made a game of it. And that was the case yesterday. This is It's the same story, man. I know. I, th- I give you credit, man. I didn't go and think to dig this up. But that first quarter scoring... In their last five playoff games, all losses. It's they a pattern. Have, they have one scoreless first in there, and that's against KC, and then they took the lead and then got snowed in. And then it was in. the worst second quarter 
ever. It was like it was the like, worst 15 minute stretch in NFL history, yeah. basically, of defense. And then all those other ones, even if you take out the Browns where it's 28 nothing, it's still them getting outscored 38 to nothing cumulatively. How about in the Roundtree's stat? In 29 nine, plus. And nine of 10 Tomlin playoff losses. Defensive coaches, teams have given up 20, 29 or more. I'm. At some point, you can't like just fall back on either. Well, they're playing really good teams. Yes, you're supposed to be able to stop them or at least slow them down. It was just a bummer that they, it felt like they went out scared. Like they saw big bad Josh Allen over there and they got nervous. If they had played the whole game like they did from the blocked field goal on, they would have, I think, put some fear in Buffalo. Like, oh I think my they God. They probably would have won the game. Well, yeah, because the Buffalo, because the Bills, I think, as a favorite, play tighter than they do when they're an underdog or think they're playing against an equal adversary. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.